everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, accompanied by my co-worker, Jacob Schrader. How are you doing today, Jacob? Doing well. Excited to talk about some uh, some fantasy football a little bit early in the season, but uh, it, it's never too early when it's the most important thing in the world, fantasy football, that is. Yes, and it is never too early. I think we should start the big news. Obviously, broke Monday morning, Lamar Jackson has requested a trade from the Ravens. For those of you unfamiliar, the Ravens placed the non-exclusive franchise tag on him, meaning that another team can offer him a deal, but the Ravens are allowed to match that. If he gets traded, he will require two first-round picks, so a bunch of teams are balking at that because Lamar has missed some game, a lot of games in the past two seasons, never played a full season, and never really had a great season or I should say an exceptional season since his MVP campaign. So Jacob, let's focus on Lamar real quick. From a fantasy perspective, not so much what might be the best fit for for an organization, but from a fantasy perspective, where would Lamar Jackson be the best fit if you own him as your quarterback? Yeah, so, you know, I think Lamar Jackson is interesting because he's kind of, he's a bit independent of what's around him. He's a guy who creates his own opportunities. Part of the Lamar Jackson magic is uh, the the runs he has, and he never really had a crazy supporting cast in in Baltimore. I, I would say honestly, it's the team with the worst defense that's going to put the most pressure on him to score points. I don't think the the players around him on offense have anywhere near the amount of effect of, of an effect than it would have on someone who's you know a pure pocket passer, right? Who needs a good good, uh, you know. I would say the only position is tight end. Probably somewhere that has a good tight end will bode well for Lamar Jackson, just given how used to he is throwing to to Mark Andrews in that position in general. But I think he's a guy that creates a lot of his own opportunities, and uh, you know when it, when it, when he's on a team, it, that's his offense, right? He's the guy who's scoring a lot of the fantasy points. Right. So a few teams that were mentioned the past week, I'm going to throw them out at you, and you tell me if you think it would be a good fit for the team. First of all. And then a good fit if you are a Lamar Jackson fantasy owner. Let's start with the team most rumored, and that's the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, they struck out their last two quarterbacks they traded for, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, both one and done, both big disappointments. Neither were able to get the team to the postseason. What do you think about Lamar Jackson to the Colts? I just I got to say I hate it right off the bat. I don't necessarily know why other than the fact that I think Lamar looks so good in that purple uniform, just so swaggy. And it just fits like his personality, right? He's that guy who's who's kind of talk it, talking a little bit. And and I mean he's a very respectful guy, but he kind of has a a a uh bright personality, right? And that fits him well in the purple. I just cannot see him in a Colts uniform. Right. To me, it literally is like the craziest. It just it doesn't work make sense in my brain for some reason. Lamar Jackson as a Colt. I mean, I think overall it, it's fine. It would make the Colts pretty good. I mean, they need a quarterback like that. Um, you know, it'd be great for, for the, for the running back to open him up a little bit. Um, besides that, I, I think the, the Colts are the, the big winner there. I don't think it really does anything for Lamar. Um, I would be surprised if he went to the Colts. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it'd be a tough situation. He's going to a team where Jonathan Taylor is your running back a year ago. It would have made great sense. You would have had the number one running back in the league. Jonathan Taylor regressed significantly the past season. And I don't know if I love Lamar's targets. You obviously have Michael Pittman, who I think is still at his at his peak, one of the best 
wide receivers, maybe like a top 15, top 20 wide receiver in the game. I think he's just not played with the greatest quarterback, but I don't see any other weapons for Lamar. He doesn't have a, a good tight end. What you have Mo Alley Cox, you have, uh, you know, some other guys that kind of do the depths on that, on that team. And really your number two receiver after, after Michael Pittman is Alec Pierce, who had some good games last year, but never was a spectacular rookie. So I agree with you. I don't think that if, if I was a Lamar Jackson, if say I was in a dynasty league and I had Lamar Jackson, I saw he went to the Colts. I would be looking to trade him. I I really would. I don't think that that would do anything for him. And I actually don't think it, it makes the Colts significantly better. I think they have a lot more flaws than bringing in Lamar Jackson. And if you bring in a quarterback that has durability issues that and, and he proves to have durability issues when you sign him to a long-term deal, that's going to set you back. So I don't know if I agree that Lamar Jackson would really make the, the Colts a game changer. Again, they are in a, they are in probably the worst division in the AFC. So they would be contenders for the title, but I still don't think they compete with the likes of the chiefs, the bills, the Bengals, the Chargers, some of the other premier teams up there. So I, I'm kind of with you. I'm I'm not a big fan of it, but let's talk about another team. Let's stay within that division. Another dark horse team that has been rumored is the Tennessee Titans. As of now, they're slated to start the year with Ryan Tannehill again. They have Malik Willis, but from what we saw from Malik Willis last year, it doesn't really quell qualm any any fears he didn't perform that well at all in fact they needed joshua to sign joshua dobbs off a practice squad at the end of the season to start two games to get them into the playoffs which they ended up not making so what do you think about lamar jackson potentially a tennessee titan so i like that one a lot more i'm gonna say a lot of my thinking is just based on uh kind of what i said earlier i cannot picture Lamar Jackson in uh, uh, Indianapolis Colts. It just doesn't fit with who he is. Right. I think the Titans are a little bit better. I think, uh, you know, they, they, they've got some some good talent. They had a really strong performance from their tight end in the second half of the season. And I just think they're, they've got to be getting sick of Tannehill. they got to know the end is close. And I also think that uh, Malik Willis is basically done. I, I don't think they see him being a, an NFL quarterback, uh, at least not for a long time. And, and a guy like uh, Lamar is a perfect guy for Malik Willis to shadow behind. Um, similar play style. Uh, Malik can run a little bit. I mean, he's not Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's ever going to be Lamar Jackson. But they spent some high draft capital on him. They might as well put him in the best situation to succeed. But then again, if you're signing Lamar Jackson, you're not really anticipating Malik to start for a while. And they're not getting anything for this guy based on what he showed last year. So, I mean, I think overall, I think it's a great fit for the Titans, and I think it's a it's a much better scenario than the Colts are for everyone involved. Yeah, the thing that separates the Titans from the Colts for me is the defense. The Titans still have a very underrated defense, one of the top. They're getting their star player back this year, Harold Landry, who missed all of last season which, with an injury. They have some very good weapons on there. And Mike Vrabel, I think, is one of the best coaches in the game right now. So he goes to a proven coach with a great track record and knows how to win. And they do have some young talent. I really like Traylon Burks. He had some big catches at the end of last year. I think he's really going to blossom. I actually think he's one of the sleeper picks if you're looking to draft a wide receiver that can have a breakout season. I think Traylon Burks might be up there. But I, I, I'm right with you. I think that you have Derrick Henry in the backfield. That one-two punch between Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry is lethal. So 
I agree. I think that it would put the Titans right at the top of the AFC South. I think they would win the division with Lamar. I think that if they had any other quarterback last year, not named Malik Willis, Josh Dobbs, they would have won it. If, if, if I think if Tannehill doesn't get hurt at the end of the last season, they they make the playoffs and win the division against the Jaguars. They don't. They, it basically came down the last game. So I think Lamar Jackson puts them right back to the top of that division. Yeah, Let's the, go. Oh yeah, keep going. Well, I was gonna say, and then the Jags won that crazy game against the Chargers. Yeah, that was and, insane. Uh, you know, it, it, we are a sports betting company, and and somebody. Wagered a million dollars on the Jag uh, on the Chargers to win eleven thousand dollars, and they lost all of it. Just in case you hadn't seen that before, that did. I did, I did. I I think if that was me, I would never bet again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If I did have, have the Chargers in that game too, money line. I definitely didn't bet a million dollars, but I thought halftime. I thought I was sitting pretty, and then suddenly Jacksonville sneaks back, and that was one of the biggest bad beats of the year. So. That's like that was like one of you know normally games like that are interesting and fun to watch, but that game seemed so slow paced and so almost morose. Like somehow, even though it was an incredible stat line and an incredible comeback, it didn't even feel that that nuts. It just kind of felt like the Chargers were trying to lose. It was just a weird game all around. I don't know how Brandon Staley didn't get fired, the Chargers head coach, after that because he blew it the week before when he started all his starters like the entire game. And Keenan, or was it Keenan Allen? I believe that got hurt. Mike Williams. Mike Williams got hurt. Couldn't play the following week. He just totally mismanaged that game in the second half. They played way too conservatively. So I don't know how he's still the head coach of the Cardinals, but I'm not. I'm not the Chargers GM. Anyway, let's go to the next team that I kind of was favoring. This team. This is like months ago. I kind of predicted that I could see this team getting the getting Lamar Jackson that's the Washington Commanders Jacob what do you think about Lamar Jackson going to the Commanders yeah I think that actually might be the best spot because the Commanders have an unbelievable defense and they have some really good wide receivers and they're really good in their their they have an okay tight end I mean I think I don't know how much longer Logan Thomas can play football uh I I would say he's okay but he's never healthy so hard hard to judge him on that but the receivers themselves McLaren and then um the the rookie i can't can't remember his name but he's he's special i like him a lot uh he's from penn state but i I think they both well yeah yeah you know they're good deep targets um dotson it it, he runs really good routes but but mclaren's a great deep target so it's reminiscent of what it looked like for lamar's mvp season a little bit um so i actually like the redskins the most i think it's a be a good fit for him yeah, I, I've been talking Washington since before the beginning of the season started. You hit the nail right on the head. I think that they have the best defense for Lamar to join of 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 teams that need a quarterback still because I don't believe Sam Howell is going to be the answer for them. But again, he, ha- he has a, a chance to go to three top receivers in the game between McLaurin, Samuel, and Dotson. You have a great running game behind you with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. And Ron Rivera knows how to coach a Lamar Jackson-style quarterback. We saw with Cam Newton all those years. He he got Cam Newton to the Super Bowl. He coached Cam Newton to an MVP. So I think that's the perfect fit. You also got Eric Bieniemy, the longtime Chiefs offensive coordinator, is now with the Commanders. He's the offensive coordinator here. He's worked with Patrick Mahomes since he's been in the league. I think he'd be great in drawing up schemes. And you can make a case that Lamar Jackson – would be, if not the best, a top three quarterback now in the NFC. He doesn't have to deal with Pat Mahomes. He doesn't have to deal with Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, 
Justin Herbert, any of the other guys that are coming from the AFC? I mean, can you think of really maybe Matt Stafford, but any other proven <laughs> quarterback? You know, yeah, I think Jalen Hurts can make an argument for, but Jalen Hurts is still young. You know, he st- he still needs to, like show a little bit more. In my opinion, he needs to show a little bit more before we we crown him better than Lamar Jackson. But I think he's the best quarterback in the NFC, maybe if he goes there. Yeah, he might be the only guy who's competitive, and it's crazy to say this is Golf. Golf is a, a good quarterback, and I uh, You're I know there's people who don't believe it, but that dude throws pretty accurately. If you get him protection. I think he he what he has done in Detroit and stayed there and puffed it out and you know proven to his teammates and his coach that's that's big time. I mean I'm I'm a Jared Goff fan now and I really never thought I would say that. Uh, you know, just he, he makes me want to be more of a Lions fan than I, I have since Stafford left. Um, I think he's good. I think he's he's a, a good quarterback who does his job really well, but also has the ability to make some crazy throws. I mean, I think Jared Goff is a guy who can really support a team that is, you know, the Lions were, were top eight in offense last year, and I think they'll, they'll be even higher this year. Um, he's the only guy I see as, as being competitive with Lamar, and I think Jalen Hurts is close, but I, I somewhat agree with you that it's just too early to to put him above Lamar. Yeah, I agree with that right there. It's still really early, but I do think that that would be the in Lamar Jackson's interest and for fantasy owners, that would be the best spot. Let's go to one more spot that I thought was interesting, even though I don't think it's going to happen. And that's the Atlanta Falcons. You go to literally the worst division in maybe all of football. When you go there, I think it's even worse than the AFC South. But what do you think about Lamar Jackson going to the Falcons? Because he goes, he has Kyle Pitts there, a tight end. He has their, I'm blanking on his name, but the rookie that they got out of USC last year as wide receiver. Yeah. What do you think about him going to the Falcons? I mean, I see it as maybe the most feasible scenario because the team that's going to trade for Lamar, they got to give up two first round picks, right? And and like Lamar is requesting a trade, but the Ravens aren't in control of whether Lamar gets traded. I mean, I, I, I think the the likelihood that someone gives up two first round picks, I think it's possible, but I don't think a, a contender would necessarily, you know, if a team is a quarterback away, maybe it makes sense, but you got to be really dedicated to Lamar for the long run and certain to give up two first round picks and his contract, right? The the killer is that you you got to pay him $30 million a year um, or, well, or whatever. Well, just with the franchise tag. Lamar Jackson's commanding somewhere north of $50 million a year because he's going to want an extension if he gets traded. Yeah, so you got to pay him all that and then a, a two first-round pick bundle. That, that may just be too much to ask. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Drake London, that's the wide receiver I was thinking of before. I don't like the Falcons going for him. And I actually don't think it's the greatest fit for Lamar Jackson. I know a lot of people compare it. Well, that's where Michael Vick was successful. But I just don't see it in Atlanta yet. They don't have a great defense. Their run game is still subpar. I know a lot of people like Tyler Algier, the rookie last year. But Drake London didn't have a great rookie campaign. Kyle Pitts has kind of been a letdown since he was, I believe, the fourth overall pick two years ago. And if I'm Lamar Jackson, I don't really want to go into to an Atlanta team where I just don't have the weapons and I don't have a proven head coach, Arthur Smith. I don't have a great defense again. 
So I think that if I'm Lamar, this is the worst possible landing spot for me. And if I'm a Lamar or Jackson fantasy owner, this is the worst possible landing spot for him. Yeah, I don't know if it's the worst for fantasy because, I mean, he'll be asked. He'll be – he's kind of going to have to put up a shit ton of points to, to even be competitive in Atlanta. I, I do agree it's just a little bit odd and it may not make sense for, for everyone. Is there any other team before we move on, Jacob, that you can think of that we haven't talked about that would be a potential good fit for him with a quarterback opening? I mean, could the Jets trade for him? Yeah, if they fail on Aaron Rodgers, sure. You know, I mean, maybe he's better than Aaron Rodgers in a in a long term situation. That's the only team I can really think of um, that would you know really benefit from making a run. I mean, the Panthers maybe are they really going to trade their first overall pick? No, they they're not. So uh, that's out of the picture. But I mean, the Jets, if it happens, it would be it would be remarkable. Yeah, I think the Jets. I think you're right. That's the only other one I could foresee potentially making a trade. Ah. Uh... I just, yeah, I don't see anything, any, any other opening besides those four. And I think Lamar Jackson is going to be a Raven still week one. So I don't think he's yeah. going in there personally. I agree. I agree with that completely, <laughs> That's, which is funny. All right. Well, let's start with way too early rankings. Uh, it's not really too early. The Everyone's draft is going to be in about four months. We have the NFL draft coming up. So we have a, it's a little less than a month away for the NFL draft, about four months away when people start doing their fantasy draft. But Jacob, let's start with ranking the top five players fantasy wise going into this year at each position. Let's start with quarterback. Who would be your top five fantasy quarterbacks going into this year? And remember it's fantasy. So I know that there's going to be one or two quarterbacks that people are like, Oh, they're not good, but this is fantasy. It's a whole different ball game. So go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to surprise some people because Dak Prescott is certainly going to be in my top five. Wow. Yeah. With all those interceptions? You know, it doesn't even matter if he puts up 40 touchdowns again. I mean, he like two years ago, he was literally MVP case. And then he, you know, he got hurt. And um, I I just think Dak Prescott and the Cowboys are such a fire-powered and, and, and powerful offense. That, you know, in terms of raw points scored, he will be in the top five because there are going to be some games this year where Dallas puts up 50 points. They do it every year. They beat down on bad opponents. So I'm going to start with him at five. I'm going to put Joe Burrow at four. Mm -hmm. All right. Then I'm going to go Jalen Hurts, then Josh Allen, and then Mahomes. I, I think you can't knock Mahomes off of the top spot, even though I think a lot of people may take Allen over him. I, I just... I do not think the the consistency of Patrick Mahomes can be matched. Um, you know, Super Bowl champion now. He is he is on his way to being maybe the best quarterback of all time. And I know we're we Tom Brady retired like a month ago, but Mahomes is on some some pretty ridiculous pace considering he's so young. I think he's already won two Super Bowls. Um mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. How about you? So I would go my top five. I still put at, at the top both Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes. They're going to be your two most consistent guys no matter what. I then would put Joe, Joe Burrow number three. I love Joe Burrow. I loved him in LSU, so I'd agree with you there. I'd have to put Jalen Hurts at number four. He's still going to get you the running yards, the running touchdowns. He still has some great weapons with A.J. Brown with um what's his other Devonta Smith so I still would put Jalen Hurts there 
And I know this is going to be controversial. I know people are asking me, where's Justin Fields? I'm not high on Justin Fields this year. I think that he had an, he exploded toward the end of last year, but I think that this year now offenses are going to figure him out. They're going to force him to throw. I think that when he has to throw, he's going to be a turnover machine. I think that just, again, he doesn't have a great off- offensive line still. They did sign some guards in the offseason, but I don't think that, I mean, they had the worst offensive line last year. It's going to take more than just a few signings to fix that. So I'm not putting Justin Fields in there. Instead, at number five, and this is going to be a little controversial, but I got to put my boy Daniel Jones in there. I know, I know, I know. I know that he did not have a lot of rushing, uh, a lot of throwing touchdowns last year, but look at his receiving core. The Giants, they made a lot of noise in the offseason. They traded for Darren Waller. They signed Paris Campbell. They're definitely going to draft a young wide receiver with their first round pick. I think Daniel Jones, we know he could get it done on the ground. We know he can get it done through the air with limited weapons. And I think that he's really going to show people why he deserved that extension that he got this year. So it might be a little controversial, but we'll see at the end of the year. I think Daniel Jones is going to really electrify this season. What about you? Yeah, you know, that that caught me by surprise, if I'm being completely honest. I did not think you were going to say Daniel Jones. I don't I don't think it's the craziest thing. Uh, they did get an up, upgraded receiving core and, and the – the running that he does always surprises me. He can really move the ball with his legs. Um, and there's a room for that in fantasy. I mean, those are like the, the – there's a reason why Jalen Hurts and, and Lamar Jackson and guys like that are, are just high on the list in general every year no matter what. It's that upside potential. And, and Daniel Jones surprisingly has that um, – every time he runs, I'm like, oh, my God, what? And then he is 20 yards down the field and and – they're showing the stats and oh that's his 85th rushing yard of the day mm-hmm. um good for him yeah let's move on to running back so who's your top five running backs entering this year okay so i think you guys start one with christian mccaffrey i don't think that's yeah i agree with that really up for debate um i would say two hmm as it stands right now I would put Tony Pollard as number two. Okay. Well you, again, well, you just got to wonder when he's coming back from injury because he did suffer that bad um, tear at the final game of the season. Oh, so did he, he tore his ACL? I believe so. I don't know if uh, it was his ACL, but he tore something. So maybe that that's why, because because that, that's a surprise. Because, you know, what I'm looking at right here has him 10th. Yeah. Um, so, so, so let's he broke say, his let's, fibula. That's what it was. Oh, that's actually even worse. That actually sucks. I did not know that. That's what it was. Yeah. That's horrible. Actually, that's 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 tough. Um, so Christian McCaffrey at one. I think Derrick Henry goes two. I don't think you can sleep on him, and I think a lot of people are. I just think he's so consistent. Um, I'm gonna say Nick Chubb at three. Again, just an an absolute unit at the running back position and thing about running backs is, you know, like last year, Saquon ended up number second, number two overall in running backs. And he was drafted like fourth or fifth round, third right. round. You know, th- th- there's a, a group of running backs to choose from. And the guys who are ranked as second and third and fourth and fifth, it doesn't always happen. Like a guy, I'm, I'm looking at this list and Kenneth Walker is fifth. To me, that's crazy. Kenneth Walker is ranked above Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, and Nick Chubb. 
I mean, I can't see that. Not, not at all. You know, just that doesn't make any sense to me. So anyways, McCaffrey, Derek Henry, Nick Chubb, then Josh Jacobs, and then I'll put Saquon in there. I think the uncertainty certainty around Eckler is really concerning. I don't know where to rank him right now. I think you got to kind of leave him out. Uh, so those are my top five. A little bit yeah. of an odd list for sure. Yeah, I go Christian McCaffrey, number one. I would put Saquon up to number two. I think that, again, they put the franchise tag on him. He has to play to prove a contract this year. I think he's going to come out and be explosive. Number three, I'm not that high on Josh Jacobs this year. I just, I'm not. I think he had a career year last year. I think maybe Jimmy G coming there kind of hurts him. They lost some key weapons, so he's going to be asked to run the ball a lot more. I don't think I put him in my top five. But number three, I would put, I would keep Austin Eckler there. I know that he's a little bit disgruntled with the Chargers. I think he's still going to be a Charger opening day or opening weekend. And I, I just think he's just such a multifaceted running back that he's in my top three for sure. I'm like you with Derrick Henry. I don't think you could just discard him. He has to be a top five. So he's my number four. And then surprisingly, number five, I'm going to go with Brees Hall. I think people forget how good he was as a rookie before he got injured last year. He's coming back that he's going to have a nice team around him. So Brees Hall is going to be my number five running back. I like that a lot. I think Brees Hall's a beast. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, I think that's uh, an easy first round pick for Brees Hall. Um, we talked about that last time. How, how he's a big winner of a potential Aaron Rodgers trade. I, I could move, you know, Nick Chubb out and Brees Hall in, but I think it's hard to to take out Nick Chubb. So I think Brees Hall's right in that mix, though. Yeah, I had Nick Chubb last year, and just it does suck how the guy just doesn't catch a, a pass ever. Yeah. So that if you're in you're, if you're in PPR, that hurts you a lot. So that's the only reason why I don't have Nick Chubb there. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. Jacob, I know who your number one is, but we'll see if the audience does. So who are your top five wide receivers? So my number one is Cooper Cup. I think uh, that is in the easiest pick. And if I had the first overall pick in the draft, I'm taking Cooper Cup. Um, one year removed from the greatest fantasy football season in, in NFL history. And then, you know, I think Justin Jefferson's great. I think he's a reasonable number two. I think Devontae Adams is a good number three. Uh, and, and, you know, to me, Jamar Chase is overdrafted. To me, Jamar Chase it has too many targets around him. Uh, you've got, yeah, you I know, agree with that. it's just he, she cannot be drafted when he's kind of the 1A. And, and he's a great player, but he's the 1A. you got T. Higgins. And, you know, I know you lost Hayden Hurst, but you've got Joe Mixon and you've got other people taking the ball away from him. And you got uh, Tyler Boyd, who's a great player as well. I, I just think the opportunity for Jamar Chase to have dud games is too high, too inconsistent of a player. And it's not his fault. It's the nature of the fact that he's on a great team, on a great offense, and, uh, you know, bodes well for Joe Burrow, but not necessarily for him. So, you know, I had Cup, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams. And then I, I think I just leave Jamar Chase out of it. I think I go Stephon Diggs, then Tyreek Hill. And there's a clear drop off once after that top top six for me, you know, guys like AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Jalen Waddle, T Higgins, they are a step and a half behind that top six. Um, at least how I see it. Yeah, I have Justin Jefferson one. I have Cooper Cup two. Tyreek Hill's three. Diggs, I love Stephon Diggs, but. There were there was a lot of games he went quiet in last year, so that concerns me, but I'm still going to put him in the top five. 
And then my number five, I'm kind of torn. I I don't, I'm like you, I don't want to put Jamar Chase in because as much as I love him, I agree with, with Tyler Boyd and T Higgins, there's just too many weapons there. So I'm, I'm not loving picking Jamar Chase that high. I'm going to put number five as a tie between Amon Ra and AJ Brown. I really love St. Brown. Not, <laughs> I really love Amon Ra, St. Brown, and I do like AJ Brown too, but I, I really love Amon Ra because I think the Lions are probably going to definitely win their division this year. DJ Chark's not there anymore, so I think that opens up more receptions for Amon Ra. You still have Jameson Williams there. He's going to be in his second year after coming back at the end of last season. But I think Amon Ra is just getting better and better. I think he has a great chemistry with with Jared Goff. The Lions are a team that's not going to shy away from scoring. They're going to put up 30 to 40 points a game. So he's going to have plenty of opportunities. So if I had to pick my number five, I would put Amon Ross St. Brown in there. That's crazy. I mean, I like it. I like Amon Ra. I like the Lions. I like everything about it. Um, I don't know. Just, just uh, you know, losing TJ Hawkins helps. He's really the main guy there. So I don't, I don't hate that. I certainly would put him above T Higgins. Who is the second wide receiver in in his on his team? Uh Monroe's good. So no, I like it. All right. Well, we still have some time. So why don't we do tight ends? So besides obviously Travis Kelsey is the unanimous number one. Who are your next two to five tight ends this year? All right. So George Kittle, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson. I think those are easy. That leaves us with one spot left over. Dallas yeah. Goddard is possible. Darren Waller is possible. The Joku is possible. Am I crazy for saying Zach Ertz? No, I, I mean, I like Zach Ertz. It's just their quarterback <laughs> situation is a little iffy. Kyler Murray's not going to be there to start the season. So I think as of now, the Cardinals have what Colt McCoy starting week one for them. Yeah. Um, he's going to be out the first few weeks. So it's, I just don't know if I trust whoever is going to be Arizona's quarterback um before them. I actually, Arizona did sign someone. Let me just look it up. Real quick, um, I'm gonna be honest. I don't even care. I think it's I think it's uh, Zach Ertz at number five, and and it, it's crazy because I'm looking at this list and he's probably ranked 23rd, right? Or he's 19. But it's just I mean, how can you put Cole Komet over Zach Ertz? Zach yeah. Ertz is really the most consistent player in all of football in all of fantasy football. He Very will not get hurt this year. Last year he was on great pace, four or five catches a game, a touchdown every once in a while. He's an absolute beast. And I mean, it's hard to put him above Dallas Goddard. I mean, Dallas Goddard is a pretty good pick. Yeah, I probably, put, I probably put Goddard number five. I, I love Waller. I'm a Giants fan. I love that we traded for him, but I want to make sure he stays healthy enough before I put him at number five. Kyle Pitts, I just think, is a letdown. I'm not putting Kyle Pitts there at all. Yeah. Um, Njoku's a, a sleeper. I actually would probably even put Njoku there over Kittle, to be honest with you, because I don't know what I'm going to get from Kittle. He's going to start the year with Trey Lance as his quarterback. I don't know what that's going to do. Yeah, Kittle back till midseason. So I would probably even put Njoku in the top five and take Kittle out. Kittle is dirty though. Kittle is so so fucking good. It's scary sometimes. He is, but they use him a lot for blocking. Like that. Yeah. that if it, if Brock Purdy was starting the year at, at quarterback, I think Kittle's probably could challenge Mark Andrews for that number two spot because him and Purdy have ridiculous chemistry, but with Trey Lance, I just, I don't see it yet. Yeah. I love watching Kittle play. I mean, I actually kind of hate it because he's on the Niners and I am generally rooting against him, but he's just a guy who makes football fun. And, and, you know, those guys don't come around every once in a while. You know, he's always got a smile on his face. He's always doing stupid and funny stuff 
for for our entertainment. He is a uh, a great person to have in the NFL. That is for sure. There was a game. It, I forget if it was last year or the year before, but somehow Kittle put his helmet on, and his hair was like coming out from the top of his helmet. It was the most bizarre thing I ever seen. But he had like his Goldilocks hair coming out from the top. It looked like he had almost like a, a like he looked like his helmet had a mole had a mullet. It, it was crazy. And he just played like the whole series like that. I was like, I'm seeing it now. Does that? It's funny. I'm seeing it now. Yet yeah, he uh, he has a knack for the extraordinary. That that catch he made in the playoffs, where he bobbled it a bunch of times and caught it yeah, out against his Dallas. That was crazy. Unbelievable. All right. Well, Jacob, thanks for joining me today. This was fun. I'm already getting excited. I can't wait for the fantasy football drafts in a few months. I know that there's going to be a lot more to talk about after the NFL draft. We still got some free agents of note to see. Where's OBJ going to play? See where if Aaron Rodgers ends up getting traded. Still not traded yet. Lamar Jackson, we'll see where he goes. A lot to talk about in a few weeks when we have the rookie quarterback situation, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. Will any of them have fantasy impact? Obviously depends where they go. But before we sign off for today, Jacob, any last words or thoughts for the audience? You know, enjoy these these months if you can where we've got uh, March Madness because football's coming fast and I think everyone, everyone is excited. I know I am. Tough it out for a little bit longer. And uh, we'll be back basking in our eternal glory of fandom uh, when the NFL begins again. So looking forward to it. All right, everyone. Take care.